What is up, everybody? Inskeep Sports Entertainment, episode 84, once again, because Inskeep's turnover moment worthy. Haven't done that in a while. Um, did not check everything. And the first part of the episode, um, there was audio playing in the background. One of the links I had pulled up for my sources. So from now on, old-fashioned, record on my computer, have my sources pulled up on my phone. That's what the phone's for, right? Um, so apologies about that. Um, let's get into it. I'm going to do a recap of what I did talk about in the original recording. Um, it was Inskeeps 4. It was the last edition of um, all-time greats um, or not. Um, I did an ESPY's results versus what I would choose. Most of them I agreed with, except for a couple. Um, because of I did NFL's top wide receivers headed into 2022, and that was that. Um, similar to a filler episode, there's a couple things I wanted to talk. There's a couple things I want to talk about as well. Um, so if you listen to it, this is episode 84 again, and it's, like I said, just a recap of what I talked about originally, and then get into some WWE news, and then the SummerSlam match card and predictions, and then another version, and then the college football. Let's take a good look at the college football landscape. We're about a month out from that, um, less than that technically. Then the new version of Inskeeps 4, best of the week. Two for baseball, pro football, that's Canadian football, and then pro wrestling. Okay, remember, it's all pro sports. It's all pro wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling. It's all pro football. Um, sorry, it's all pro football, NFL, CFL, USFL, XFL, XFL, although XFL might not happen. Um, apparently, I didn't really check into it per, I think it was Fightful Select, um, a wrestling website, a dirt sheet, um, saying the XFL is being sued due to some sort of trading. I, I'm not sure what it was, but The Rock and Vince McMahon and I think it's Danny Garcia, I believe. I would have to, no, not Danny Garcia. Anyways, they're being sued due to some issues with the XFL. I, I don't know. Um, the XFL is a whole mess. It's been that way since 2001. In 2020, it had a decent start, um, but the pandemic ended it. So that, that five weeks there in 2020, it was good. The XFL 3.0, bad. XFL original version, freaking mess. Uh, 2.0, not bad. But just keep that thing away from ever hitting TV ever again. Just stop it. Um Anyways, all pro football, pro baseball, basketball, and pro wrestling. Um, I'll do other stuff. Talking about the Kyler, Mur Kyler Murray situation, he did get a contract, $230 million. There was a clause in there that was pretty amusing that I'll get into talking about. And then to end the show, top tight ends headed into the 2022 season. So got a bit of a loaded episode. I'm actually going to make this one fairly, not quick, but it's not going to be a lengthy one either. Okay, so Inskeeps 4, this is a recap. Again, this is a recap. Inskeep's four greatest coaches and managers. Um, WWE was Paul Heyman. He was a manager, obviously. Um, he managed the likes of CM Punk, Brock Lesnar, Curtis Axel. Um, that's the son of Mr. Perfect, uh, Kurt Henning. Um, he wasn't the best, but when he was with Paul Heyman, he had victories over guys like John Cena, Triple H, CM Punk. So, again, while it's scripted, there's reasons they do that. And then I said greatest coaches and managers because, one, WWE, there's no coaches. And MLB, they don't call them coaches. They call them managers. Joe McCarthy. And then NBA, Phil Jackson, NFL, Bill Belichick. Those guys' resumes speak for themselves. Um, I only explained Paul Hammond because to non-wrestling fans. 
Um, next up was SB's results versus what I would choose. Um, the Jimmy V award. I agreed with Dickie V. Look up his story. Look up that speech. Best NFL player. The only one I just didn't I didn't agree with it was Aaron Rodgers. But I would choose Cooper Cup. Best game again. I agreed with Chiefs versus Bills. Best MLB player again. I agreed Shohei Otani. Best NBA player again. I agreed Stephen Curry. Best WWE moment. Um, again, I agreed. Uh, Cody Rhodes' return at WrestleMania 38. Okay, NFL's top wide receivers headed in 2022 at Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Tyree Kill, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, and DeAndre Hopkins. Only reason I had Hopkins so low is because of his suspension. Same with um, Alvin Kamara the week prior. Okay, let's get into it. Vince McMahon is gone. You guys know. You guys know the, about the investigation. Not going into that, but he officially retired. Whether he was forced to retire or he was coming up to retire, either way, he was seven, seven, 77 years old. Uh, put out a statement, put out a release, put out a tweet, all that jazz, saying he's retiring. And I would say thank you to Mr. McMahon for what he's created uh, for me. I mean, all I watched as a child was Kansas City Chiefs and WWE and any sort of wrestling, and wrestling would not be what it is today if it weren't for Vince McMahon uh, Jr. Um, bought WWE from his father, or WWF at the time, from his father, I think, in the early 80s, and it has turned into a global uh, phenomenon. Okay, whether you want to call it a TV show, a sport, I don't care, fake, scripted, for those of you that still call it real, I, first off, I apologize um, to you and whatever flack you get for that, but I digress. Um, thank you to him. I'm not going to go over his top moments just because of the whole investigation. I don't feel like that's professional of me. But he did do something really cool for uh, for me and people like me. So um, with that being said, Triple H does oversee creative and talent re relations now. Paula Vec is his real name. Stephanie McMahon is the big, big boss. She is the now chairwoman of WWE and co-CEO with Nick Khan. So um, no, no relation to... Shaq Khan or Tony Khan from the Jacksonville Jaguars or AEW. But um, I think this is great. This is something wrestling fans have been wanting for a long, or at least uh, WWE fans have been wanting for a long time. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I included. So uh, Triple H, maybe the Forbidden Door would be broken open. Maybe they'll work with New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW. And when I mean work with, I don't necessarily want like a storyline so to speak involved um just kind of from a business standpoint and advertising standpoint and maybe at wrestlemania make it a true wrestlemania like if it's going to be the biggest show in pro wrestling or sports entertainment whatever you want to call it have some crossover matches here now don't send an AEW belt over to wwe or an impact wrestling belt over to new japan or ring of honor or a uh independent or an independent independent promotion uh, Journey Pro Kansas City. Don't do that. Um, but just have like, like matches. Like who would who would not who would want to see who wouldn't want to see Seth Rollins versus Kenny Omega? Okay, or people would love to see CM Punk back in WWE. No matter how much he hates it, we would uh, people would love to see it. So, um, that's my opinion on that. Stephanie, I think she's just going to be better with this generation. She's going to be definitely going to earn her respect. I think she's earned it already. 
as a boss, but I'm not. I I, I went into too much detail on that. I was just saying what I I would like to see. Um, I definitely would just like to see it more. People like to call it a theatrical sport, and I would like to see it treated more like a sporting event than a TV show. But um, moving on to SummerSlam um, pay per view match card and predictions. Going to go through the WWE stuff quick. Now that football season is approaching, um, uh, pro college, all that. Uh, going to tone down the wrestling talk, except for the Enskeep Spore or pay-per-views. Um, SummerSlam, pay-per-view match card and predictions. Got the Mysterios, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio versus the Judgment Day. No disqualification. My prediction, I think it goes kind of back and forth. Looks like the Judgment Day is going to win, and then Edge returns. Uh, there's been vignettes. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Uh, V-I-G-N-E-T-T-E-S. Again, that's vignettes. Uh, look those up and see what those are. And uh, you'll see some pretty cool stuff. Um, I think Edge returns during that. Uh, and the Mysterios do end up getting the win to get some revenge on the Judgment Day. Next up is Logan Paul versus The Miz. Next up, Logan Paul did officially sign a contract with WWE. Uh, not next up. Uh, first off, first off uh, he did sign a contract with WWE. And I think he's awesome. He's great on the microphone. Not that I really care about that stuff. You guys know that. I don't give a crap whether you're good on the microphone or not. As long as you're good in the ring and you got some sort of charisma. Um, I, can, I can believe that you're an athlete. But you're also charismatic at the same time. That's what I, that's what I like to see. So. Logan Paul referred to wrestling as a sport in his first official promo on Monday Night Raw. And I thought that was really cool. You're just seeing the business or sports entertainment. Yes, it is a business. Every sport's a business. The NFL's a business. Major League Baseball's a business. The NHL, CFL, NBA, NH, uh, MLS. That's It's all a business first before it is a sport. But I like to see wrestling referred to as a sport over a storyline or a business. Whether it, I know it's not a sport, but you get my point. Um, I think Logan Paul wins that match. Um, the Miz is one of those guys where a loss isn't really going to affect him. Again, wins and losses don't really matter, but I'm just saying. Um, United States Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory, or Theory now. Um, I really like Theory. I think he can be the next John Cena. I'm tired of all that. Uh, this guy's the next Tom Brady. This guy's the next John Cena. This guy's the next Michael Jordan. Nobody's going to be the next Brady, Cena, or Michael Jordan. No one. Just stop that. Do hockey fans get that mad when people say there's going to be the next great one? They're the next great one? Like, Do people get mad at that? Like, Do soccer fans get mad at that? As much as I do with football, baseball, basketball, wrestling, all that. Like, <sighs> stop that. It's nice, it's nice for a talking point. But there's a point where it gets just, just stop. Stop the comparing. Stop the stats reading. Talk about the stories. Wow, I just contradicted myself there big time. Anyways, next up. Um, United States Championship, Lashley versus Theory. I really like Theory. He's Money in the Bank winner. Again, if you don't know what that is, I've explained it a few times. I'm not going to explain it again. Go ahead, uh, go ahead and look into that. I'm not, I'm not going to explain it again right now. Um, I think Theory does win that one. Or uh, Lashley wins that one. Um, Theory kind of throws in the towel on that. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go after big belts. I'm going to cash in on Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns later tonight. Somehow it's going to fail, but he's also going to keep his briefcase. That's what I'm seeing. Next up, undisputed tag team championships: the Usos versus the Street Profits. Pro Profits. 
Street Profits, which, by the way, to you non-wrestling fans, some of the gear in wrestling is really cool. And the Street Profits are kind of like basketball players, so to speak, in the ring. And some of their gear is mimicked after old-school Bulls logo, uh, like uniforms. Uh, I've seen Lakers. I've seen just kind of mimic. It's not like an actual Bulls uniform, but it's kind of mimicked after that. And I'm pretty sure, I think it was last Monday, that Street Profits, their uniforms or their gear in the ring, looked a lot like a version of the Kansas Jayhawks. I, I don't know if that's for sure. Maybe it was the Mets. I don't know. I couldn't tell that it, it looked kind of weird. So not the Mets. I said the Mets. I meant the Knicks. Sorry. Um, I, I couldn't tell. If it was red, it looked like KU. If it was orange, it looked like Knicks. I would have to go back and look, but I'm not remember, remembering. Um, everyone's favorite, Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. Um, like this rivalry here, but Pat's taking the win. Raw Women's Championship, I think Bianca Belair wins, but I think Bayley returns during this match or after or before somehow. SmackDown Women's Championship, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. I think Liv Morgan wins, but again, I think Charlotte Flair returns. We're going to see, see some returns tonight. Um, Again, it's tonight on Peacock, um, 7 o'clock Central, 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. I think Roman Reigns retains, and it's Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle. Okay? I'm going to take a quick break. Next up is college, the college football landscape. I'm going to take a look at that. Um, something that has gone on this offseason, including Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban. Um, Bye-bye Pac-12. Hello, Big 16. The new look, Big 12. And then Enskeep's four best of the week. Another break after that. The Kyler Murray situation. And then, again, top tight ends headed into the 2022 season. Stay tuned. <laughs> Once again, college football landscape. What a weird offseason. And I'm not going to kind of go over every single thing, but like. There's. Fights between. Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban. There's teams leaving the Pac-12. Bye bye. Referring to USC and UCLA, similar to OU in Texas, they will be heading to SEC in 2024. And the USC and UCLA will be heading to the Big Ten in. 2024. And it's kind of at, almost at a point where it's going to be two powerhouses, maybe three the SEC, the Big 16, and then the Big 12. And honestly, the Big 16 could be the Big 16 West, the Big 16 East versus the SEC West and the SEC East. And maybe a couple independents 
and then the HBCU, and then the FCS, or is it FCS? Yeah. It's just kind of how I see it, especially if the Big 12 is going to be landing teams along the likes of Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, and UCF, which I'm very excited about that. It's more matchup for Kansas State, matchups for Kansas State, uh, personally speaking, or speaking from a biased perspective. Um, I guess that was only a bias, but you get my point. Obviously, nothing's changing immediately this year, but there's things are happening. And I still believe I love having leagues like the CFL and the USFL. Um, again, not the XFL. Because some players aren't college ready. I don't care how great college football is. I don't care how big it is. Some things aren't ready. There's half the guys on a college roster are not even half the size of an NFL roster or the speed. They're not grown men. They're still kids. But in the USFL and CFL, those are grown men. So say somebody's not ready. Somebody played for BYU, but they're not ready just yet. Zach Wilson, Jets. J-E-T-S. What a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I'm going back to that. Um, Say Zach Wilson went to the CFL, played for the Montreal Alouettes. Alouette. Montreal Alouettes. Anyways, played there for a couple years. Lit it up. Not even a couple years, a year. And the CFL is a much more offensive uh, league. Yes, the field is wider and longer. There's different rules, so they'll, they'll have to learn that. So they'll have to adjust to that. But, I mean, if you're only up in Canada for one year or two years, or in the USFL for one year or two years, and you're still not NFL ready, then you never were NFL ready, in my opinion. I'm not saying guys like Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence are, are, and this obviously goes more than just quarterbacks, offensive linemen, defensive end, every, any position, even coaches, um, managers, owners, anything, announcers, reporters, broadcasters, I, analysts, any anything you can think of. But right now, specifically talking players. Whether you play in the, okay, say it's the Big 12 West, Big 12 East, SEC West, SEC East. Or you can just call it the Big West and the Big East, in my opinion. All right, Enskeep's four best of the week. Also, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban, um, whatever beef that was, which I still don't completely understand what it was, saying how they bought players, recorded, how they recruited players illegally. Um, do either of those two have any room to talk? Especially at programs like Texas A&M and Alabama. And if Texas A&M is really doing that, and with how rich they are in terms of football, at least their football program, um, where are all them natties? I see zero natties referring to national championships, not natural lights. I'm just saying. Inskeep's four best of the week. Start off with baseball. Aaron Judge. Had a bit of a slump. He was struck out three times by my other player of the week, Max Scherzer, uh, against the Mets on Wednesday. Uh, Max Scherzer, seven innings played, five hits, zero runs, I think two walks, and held the Bronx Bombers to uh, zero runs. Mets did win that game three to two. 
Um, Aaron Judge, though, so far in this Royals-Yankees series, I mean, hey, you need a reboot, you face the Royals. Um, uh, reboot? Royals. Refresh? Royals. Having a slump? The Royals? They're your slump buster. There's another meaning for that, but that was the PG version. Uh, Aaron Judge, three home runs so far this series. I think he's reached base ten times. This is only the third game, top of the fifth. Yankees lead six to two. Anyways, Max Scherzer, again, he's my other player of the week. I won't do American League and National League or anything like that. However, what I will do is... Uh, try to do one hitter, one pitcher. It just depends. Um, next up, Canadian football. Trevor Harris, Montreal Alouettes quarterback. He had a season high over 340 passing yards. So I guess they call it a passing efficiency rating instead of passer rating or quarterback rating. Up in Canada, it was 136. So far, he has 1,300 or 1,312 passing yards, 71% passing, five touchdown passes. Not a lot, but Alouettes aren't really a an explosive team in the CFL. Speaking of CFL, I want to highlight somebody I did go to high school with, Leslie Maruo, zero. Hope I said that right. For the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, when he stacked Edmonton Elks quarterback in the game this past week. That was his first CFL sack. Congratulations to him. Keep it up, Leslie. Next up, pro wrestling. Got to give it to Roman Reigns. If you watch that segment between him and Austin Theory, again, the charisma I'm talking about, or any match he has, at least so far, he's kind of part-time now. Uh, if you go back and watch, in reference to Vince McMahon being gone, toying with Austin Theory saying, Daddy's gone now. And then you got the fans chanting in Madison Square Garden, Daddy's gone, Daddy's gone. And then they all, all of a sudden started chanting, who's your daddy? Again, referring to Vince McMahon being gone. Not that Vince McMahon is actual Theory's father, but he was working with him big time on screen and off. And then Roman Reigns proceeds to say, if Theory doesn't stop facting up, I'm going to be his daddy. It's, it's pretty funny. They're, they're already dipping into the TV-14, which that might be coming back. Which I think is smart. Never going to be the Attitude Era. Because let's be honest, the Attitude Era is overrated. But that is your Inscapes 4. Best of the week. Aaron Judge, Max Scherzer, Trevor Harris, and Roman Reigns. Now, Arizona Cardinals had a bit of a chaotic week. Um, so he was paid, I think it, it, it rounds out to being a two, $230 million for 
quarterback Kyler Murray. I wouldn't say well-deserved, well-deserved, but it's deserved. But there is an, a clause in the contract that said that required him to study game material for four hours per week on his own to receive credit, quote-unquote. Which reminds me of Jamarcus Russell when he said he watched blitz packages when they gave him game tapes back when it was tapes. Maybe it's still tapes, I don't know. Um, in the mid-2000s. And when they asked him what he watched, he said he watched blitz packages, even though the tapes were blank. So there's that. Uh, that first became public Monday. So, like, why, why did that have to be there in the first place? Is Kyler Murray, what he came out last year saying, he's like, you know, I don't really need to be a 24-7 uh, uh, watching film. It all comes to me. I see it all. It comes to me. Oh, so when you're about to be sacked in the end zone and you're tossing the ball like it's a baseball over your head as you're being sacked in a wild card game, was that, was that, did that come to you, Kyler? Do you need more time to play Xbox or PlayStation, Fortnite, Call of Duty, 2K, Madden, FIFA, the Spider-Man, greatest video game of all time, PS4 version, in my opinion. Greatest open world superhero video game of all time, to be specific. Were you playing, were you playing Grand Theft Auto? Were you playing Grand Theft Auto 6? Yeah, I was. Liar! It's not out yet. What were you really doing, Kyler? That was me having a conversation with Kyler Murray. That was supposed to be... You know what? I'll get a laughter with that one. <laughs> and a for effort. I wouldn't say the situation is a mess. It's just good content. But if you really had to put that clause in there in the first place, and then you were bullied out of it three days later to have that removed, I don't know what that says. Kyler Murray, very talented. Heck of an arm. If he puts his mind to it, he'd be pretty good. Maybe get the Cardinals their first ever Super Bowl trophy at one point. But if there's clauses in your contract that say that, and maybe that's a clause in every contract. I don't know. Maybe it was just highlighted in that one for some reason. Because he doesn't work. He plays video games that aren't out yet. Or will possibly never come out. Because we know how Grand Theft Auto works. <laughs> Anyways, top tight ends headed into the 2022 season. Number one, Travis Kelsey. And number two, George Kittle. There's not much of a difference between the two. Um, however, they always say your best ability is your availability. And Kelsey, he's just more available than Kittle at times, uh, most of the time. Um, next up, I'd say Mark Andrews. He's not the fastest, but he makes up for it with his hands. He almost kind of reminds me of Jason Witten. Um, next up is Darren Waller. I would take him, again, not as, not as really as explosive or as efficient as Mark Andrews, in my opinion. Next up is Kyle Pitts. I like the guy a lot. A lot of receiving yards, but you got to get more touchdowns. But that's the Atlanta Falcons' MO for the past 10 years or so. Julio Jones, a lot of yards, not a lot of touchdowns, because when it gets into the red zone or teams are double, double, triple teaming their sole target, it's kind of hard to get it to them. So when Julio Jones or Kyle Pitts is a decoy, they're not going to get a lot of touchdowns, but they're going to get a lot of yards. They're going to get you a lot in between the 20s. But in the red zone, it depends on how it's called. So whether it's Arthur Smith, 
Dan Quinn. Uh, well, I think it was Mike Smith. No. Yeah, it was Mike Smith. The coach before. In the Matt Ryan era and now, um, it's 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 been that way. Your number one target's gonna get a lot of yards, but they're gonna get a lot of touchdowns. It's just how they scheme it up, I guess. Next up is Mike Gesicki. Um, Tua, I think he's average. I don't think he's great. I think he's average. I think he can be efficient. And with the weapons he's got this year, with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill gonna be what, double covered? They even got what Muhammad Sanu as well. They've got some a decent running back core. I think Mike Gesicki is gonna be one of the top tight ends this year. Fantasy and and for real. Dalton Schultz, again, for the Cowboys. No, no Amari Cooper. Who else left too? Somebody else left. But it's CD Lamb and Dalton Schultz. I also put Dalton Schultz a little high because we share the same first name. So again, me being biased, talking about Kansas State earlier, and now the name Dalton. It's sorry, it's a roadhouse thing. You wouldn't get it. <laughs> get it? I, I, I really hope somebody got that. Um, I'll let that marinate for a second. Um, Dalton Schultz. I expect him to get more targets. Uh, targets. Targets. Gesicki, uh, like Gesicki, but different. Gesicki will probably be the sole option a lot of times with Waddle and Hill covered. And Sanu. Imagine if they still had Devontae Parker. Well, he wasn't great, but he was still efficient. He was still somewhat of a threat. I said somewhat of a threat. Next up is Dallas Goddard. I think him and Jalen Hurts continue to gel. Zach Ertz, again. Hey, maybe he could study film for four hours with Kyler Murray. And then next up is TJ Hawkinson. Maybe it's a little high, but I have a feeling the Lions are going to be not too shabby this year. I said not too shabby. I didn't say they're going to go undefeated. I didn't say they're going to have three wins. I didn't say any of that. I just feel like Hawkinson, him and Goff, Goff's not bad. He's not great, but he's not bad. That's my top ten. Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, Mike Kosicki, Dalton Schultz, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, TJ Hawkinson. And not to quote The Rock, but finally, episode 84. Okay. Hopefully I fixed this, whatever issue I've had. It was, it was 84, and then I think it was like 81. The 80s have been weird. Like, I had episodes coming out every week. I'm getting used to my new job. I'm enjoying the summer. And I've had four episodes in four months. Not really four months, maybe two months. But I'm getting back into it. Football's coming up. Okay, I've got my niche. Not really. I don't have that. But what I do have is episode 84 fixed. Inski Sports and Entertainment, episode 80. Episode 84. Thank you. I'm out. Thank you.